the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning, you're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. We're so glad that you are tuning your heart to the truth with us. I'm Gabby Smith, along with Damian Collado. Hey, Damian, good morning. Good, good morning, Gab. How are you? I am doing good. I sound better than I did yesterday, but we're still on that allergy train. Oh, the well, weather. with the weather changing like it is, <laughs> it may continue for a while longer. Sorry yeah. to say, but I mean, okay. I went through it in the month of January. You're getting it in February, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Alicia will get it in March when she gets back. Huh? <laughs> I hope not. I wouldn't want anyone to feel this way. But no, I, this is this has been a long time. I, I get this every year. So if you have allergies or you're kind of suffering this morning because your head hurts or your stuffy nose, then we're praying for you mm-hmm. and for a quick healing. And then you have a great day today. But let's get started off with a prayer, if you don't mind joining us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God, who teaches that you abide in hearts that are just and true, grant that we may be so fashioned by your grace as to become a dwelling pleasing to you. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. And our saint of the day is St. Gilbert of Sephriam. So we'll learn more about St. Gilbert later on in today's show, but we're starting off with some events in our listening area we will give you details about. That's coming up in eight minutes. In 18 minutes, Aaron Beam joins us. You guys, Aaron has such a powerful story of conversion. He's a Catholic and business speaker, and he's talking about his journey to Christ through prison life and conversion and he's going to focus on his book called Hell South, The Wagon to Disaster. Absolutely incredible. So we're going to talk to Aaron about his story and learn a little bit more. In 35 minutes, Sister Marjorie Aber joins us. She's a president and CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. She's going to be updating us on what they're up to for the month of February. And in 48 minutes, Clara Davison joins us. She's a manager of online programming with Holy Heroes. And we're going to talk about the Lenten Adventure for Kids. I am a big fan of Holy Heroes. They have such wonderful stuff for families, kids of all ages. So we're going to be talking to her on how... Our kids can be involved during Lent and maybe focus on something a little bit extra during those 40 days, which starts next Wednesday. So looking forward to today's show, Damien, and looking forward to seeing what the weather is up to. Yeah, well, weather-wise, it's going to be an adventure today. Plan on a wet Thursday, to say the least. Uh, some folks in our listening area have already gotten some rain, but the major stuff won't start blowing through, at least won't hit Baton Rouge till about 9.30 or 10 o'clock. And then as it continues to move from west to east, everybody else is going to get it all the way to the eastern seaboard. Um, winds still out of the south at about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Uh, that's going to keep conditions warm. High today, in fact, it's going to be 75 
that'll get to about mid-afternoon. Then you're going to see that temperature drop. As the rain starts blowing through, the winds start coming out of the north. You're going to see that shift uh, sometime late this evening. And temperatures are going to go from the mid-70s that we've been experiencing. When you wake up tomorrow morning at this time, it'll be about 42, 43 degrees. So that's about yeah. a 30-degree drop <laughs> that you're going to experience. The good news is once all that's out of the area, which should be by... Uh, tomorrow morning sometime uh it's going to dry up and we're going to have great weather it's going to be cool temperatures are going to be in the 50s but friday all the way through mardi gras we ought to have some really nice weather which is a blessing temperatures right now 72 in baton rouge 70 in new orleans and 69 in mandeville we're coming back with more on wake up Good Thursday morning, I'm Father Chris Decker, and today's Gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 8. Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Along the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter said to him in reply, You are the Christ. Then he warned them not to tell anyone about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and rise after three days. He spoke this openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. At this he turned around and, looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. Mark has already disclosed Jesus' identity at the very beginning of his gospel. But now, for the first time, the apostles, in the person of Peter, display a clear recognition of who Jesus really is. Peter's confession serves as a turning point in Mark's gospel. It is a breakthrough, a, a burst of sight, anticipated by the healing of the blind man. Now the eyes of Peter's heart have finally been opened to see the input of all that Jesus has said and done. And yet, as the subsequent narrative unfolds, we will learn that this confession is only a beginning, much like our own journey of faith. To grasp that Jesus is the Messiah is not the same as understanding what it means to be the Messiah. And therefore, Jesus begins a period of intensive instruction to unveil the mystery of his vocation, namely to be the suffering Messiah who laid down his life for his people, along with the disciples' vocation to follow in his footsteps. This dramatic turning point in Mark's gospel is also emphasized by a shift in direction. Up to this point, Jesus has been teaching and healing in the areas surrounding Galilee. Now Jesus begins the journey south to Jerusalem, that he knows will lead to his crucifixion. Therefore, this part of the gospel is often called the travel narrative, with the great theme of the way. So on the way to Jerusalem, the apostles will learn about the way of Christian discipleship. Like the blind man of Bethsaida, they're beginning to see, but not yet clearly. Three times along this eventful journey, Jesus will prophesy his passion with increasingly candor and detail. 
Each prediction will be followed by an inept, blundering response by the apostles who are so much just like us. Nevertheless, Jesus uses their denseness to give them further instruction of what it means to be a disciple. The travel narrative will conclude with another healing of a blind man, but this time the healing is instantaneous and complete. May it be so with us. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, Jimmy Sagers. It's 11 after the hour on a Thursday morning. Welcome back to Wake Up. So glad you could join us. And right now, events taking place in and around the area. You all are familiar with Closer Walk Ministries. That's Father Jeff Bahe's ministry in Baton Rouge, but it's broadcast all across the country, uh, including uh, on our radio station. And here he is having his annual fundraising event, Chef's Hats and Collars. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's going to be uh, February 26th. It's a Sunday uh, from 4 to 7 p.m. Tickets are $175, $1,200 for a table of eight. It's his annual fundraiser, which keeps the ministry going year after year. It's going to be held at Mike Anderson's Clarion Inn and Conference Center, and that's on Highway 30 in Gonzales. It's where it's been for a number of years. If you'd like to uh, get tickets or find out more information for a chef's hats and collars, Coming up to support Closer Walk Catholic uh, Ministries, go to closerwalkministries.com. Most definitely. Well, a gender identity course will be offered on Thursdays in March from 6.30 to 8.30 at the Frasati House in Baton Rouge. That's off of Highland Road. It will cover how gender identity theory was developed, compare and contrast gender identity with Catholic teaching, and learn how to navigate gender questions with compassion and truth. This enrichment credit is taught by Jennifer Prather. And it's through the Diocese of Baton Rouge. To register, you can go to Image and Gift, or you can email them at imageandgift at gmail.com. And and is spelled A-N-D-E, not the and symbol. So definitely check that out. I think there are so many questions about gender that Mm -hmm. are so confusing. (laughs) So maybe this will kind of smooth those or iron out those creases there and answer your questions that you have. Very good. And if you live in the Hammond, Albany area, you can make plans to attend Holy Hour with the Diocese of Baton Rouge Bishop Michael Duca. That's going to be on February 28th at St. Margaret Queen of Scott Catholic Church in Albany. Holy Hour will begin at 6 p.m. So put that on your calendar if you live in that area. That's going to be February 28th at St. Margaret Queen of Scotland uh, Catholic Church in Albany at 6 p.m. Okay, well, the Women's New Life Clinic Born to Run New Orleans is happening on Saturday, March 25th. Make sure you register by Wednesday, March 1st to receive your race Mm t-shirt. It's going to be at the New Orleans Lakefront Shelter 1, and you can help women in unplanned pregnancies by signing up for this Born to Run in Baton Rouge. The early bird discount ends this Friday, so that is tomorrow. 
It's a 5K run, walk, and a half mile fun run. I think a lot of uh, people like me thought that the half mile was a lot better than the one mile. So I'm all about that half mile. Uh, but yeah, it's so much fun, you guys. And there's a birthday party right after uh, on the beautiful Lake Poncha train and music. It is a blast and fun yeah. for the whole family. We enjoyed it. Uh, and it was probably maybe our fifth born to run that we have gone to. So definitely check that out at Woman's New Life com for more information all right and you know speaking of women in the new orleans area women are making history through their generosity and now you can all team up and give in a much greater fashion and that's through the catholic community foundation's women's giving circle 2023 membership drive which is taking place right now uh, this year's grant will focus on women in need uh, you can make a broader impact with your donation by joining Women's Giving Circle. If you'd like to register or find out more information, very easy. Go to ccfnola.org. ccfnola.org. And you can find out how to get and be a part of the Women's Giving Circle for 2023 in New Orleans. All right. We've got the events taking place. Now the interviews are coming your way here on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for February 16th. Today we celebrate St. Gilbert of Sepringham. A life of luxury was within easy reach of today's saint. Born in 1083 to a wealthy family in Sepringham, England, but Gilbert chose another path and happily followed it for more than 100 years. Following studies abroad, Gilbert was ordained to the priesthood and served as parish priest at Sepringham. He lived simply, consumed little food, and spent a good portion of many nights in prayer. His congregation included a small number of young women who told him of their desire to live in religious life. A house was built for them adjacent to the church. Later, lay sisters and lay brothers were added to work the land. The religious order formed eventually became known as the Gilbertines, the only one of English origin founded during the Middle Ages. It came to an end when King Henry VIII suppressed all Catholic monasteries. Gilbert died in 1190 and was canonized only 13 years later. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, this has been Saint of the Day. It is 719. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up This Morning. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Collado. Hey, save the date for our drive time. Our spring drive time will be one full week. It's Monday, March 6th through Friday, March 10th. So save those dates. It's going to be a lot of fun. It helps keep Catholic Community Radio on the air and continue to broadcast in your homes, your cars, on your phone, anywhere that you go. All right, Aaron Beam joins us now. He is a business, Catholic business leader, Catholic speaker, and today he joins us to talk about his journey to Christ through conversion and his book, Held South, The Wagon to Disaster. He also is an author of the Ethics Playbook. Aaron, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. 
Absolutely. We're looking forward to this conversation, Aaron. Take us from the beginning because you have such a powerful story. You're the co-founder of, or you were the co-founder of Hell South, and uh, this led to uh, some pretty challenging times, but later led to a really deep conversion. So take us through it. Well, in 1984, uh, myself and a fellow named Richard Scrushy and a couple of other guys uh, started a company. We raised venture capital. And uh, within three years, we were a public company, and I had invested only $5,000. But when we went public in 1986, late 86, um, I immediately was worth several million dollars. The company kept growing. Uh, We did outpatient rehabilitation, outpatient surgery, and we owned rehab hospitals. And by 1995, we were the largest company in Alabama. We were operating in all 50 states. We had over 40,000 employees. We were a Fortune 500 company, and it was unbelievable. Uh, Sometimes I think back, though, maybe I wasn't really suited for the pressures of Wall Street and all that's involved when you're a Fortune 500 company. And in 1996, I was involved in, put it bluntly, cooking the books. Uh, We were falling short of our earnings, and Richard convinced me to literally cook the books so we could meet Wall Street expectations. Long story short, um, I did leave the company shortly thereafter, I had a lot of guilt. I felt terrible that I was cheating, and I left the company. But uh, six years later, uh, the fraud was exposed, and uh, Richard Scrushy went to trial. I testified against him. Uh, I really don't like that term, testified against. I testified because it was the right Mm -hmm. thing to do, and he was found not guilty, and I went to prison. (laughs) Wow. I began my speaking career about what happened to me in about uh, 1989. And wait, I I stand corrected. I've lost some time there. 1996, I began uh, my speaking career. And uh, I've spoken to over 100 different universities all over the country and When I would give my speeches, people would ask me, was was I a religious person? And I I said, no. I am married to a cradle Catholic, uh, Phyllis Gautreaux, and we've been married almost 53 years now. Wow. And I wonder, uh, as I wonder back how I got involved in such a large corporate fraud, if I'd really been a practicing Catholic all the way. And in two th- route 2012, I began going to church with my wife uh, here in Alabama and uh, went through RCIA classes, and I, um, I, I decided to join the Catholic Church. Uh, I'd always been very impressed with, with Catholicism just from the fact of all the things that the Catholic Church has done. They, the starting of schools, the starting of hospitals, uh, missionary work, charity work. And uh, I was 
felt like I wanted to be part of that. I interviewed with my priest, and um, he told me what I should do if I joined the Catholic Church. And he, one of the things he told me is that I needed to pick a personal saint. Um, and I told him I'd already done that. And he said, you have? He was going to give me a little booklet about the saints. And he said, who did you pick? And I said, Drew Brees. <laughs> and he said, Aaron, that, that won't work. <laughs> but uh, I did get a good life out of him. But um, today, uh, I really do believe when I look back on what happened to me, that if I'd have been a practicing Catholic from day one, uh, I would have had the strength and the courage to stand up to Richard Scrooge and not commit such a large corporate fraud. And uh, it, it's changed my life. And today I've spoken to over, I think, 25 different Legatus groups. I think you all are familiar with Legatus. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to um, Newark, uh, New Jersey, on the 28th of this month to speak to a Legatus group there. And it's a great format because I, I tell them my story, the Hell South story, how it happened. And then I talk about how I joined the Catholic Church and how it profoundly changed my life. And I sincerely, sincerely believe that if I'd have been a Catholic all along, uh, I would have had the strength and courage. The thing about ethics, and that's what I talk about, is the importance of trust. Uh, in our society, if, if you lose trust, things break down. And uh, when HealthSouth committed fraud, all the investors were just couldn't believe that we had been cooking the books. And mm. today, I realize the importance of being ethical and how important it is to keep the trust of the investing public um, by being doing the right thing, being ethical. And today, I think I've said, I've spoken to over 100 different universities all over the country. And uh, I am an LSU graduate, and I speak there every year. And maybe if you'll have a chance, uh, I'm speaking there in March. Maybe uh, some of you could come hear me speak to the business students there. And uh, I tell the complete health sales story. But. It's amazing. Uh, Gabby, any, any questions? Uh, ten I, minutes is hard to tell the story, but... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I know. And I have many questions, Erin. The first thing that pops in my head is, this is such a coming home story. So many people either have really um, tragic pasts and have fallen away from the church, or some people who have... Um, you know, even gone through prison life, have found conversions in their cell. You hear them all the time. And then whenever they find Christ and they find that relationship with our Lord, it is transforming. You can hear it in your voice. Talk about that moment when you realize the Catholic Church was it. Well, um, I'd gotten out of prison. I had lost all of my money. Uh, Phyllis and I were really having a hard time and one morning I came in I've been mowing lawns for a living and she was on her knees and she was praying and she had tears in her eyes and she said Aaron we're going to be all right we haven't lost mm -hmm. anything really we're going to be all right and at that moment I, I, I think the Holy Spirit came over me and I told her I said 
Phyllis, I'm going to join the church. And wow. she really started crying then. And But that, that was the moment that it all came together. I owe so much to my wife um, of 52 years. Uh, she has been my rock, and um, I now understand why she was such a devout Catholic, and, and our marriage is very, very strong now. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Aaron, real quick, because we only have about uh, a minute and a half left, I want to focus on your website and how people can read more about you, because like you said, we only have 10 minutes left. We definitely need to have you on Wake Up Once Again. Uh, again. So where can we go to find out more about your book? You have The Ethics Playbook, Winning Ethically in Business, and then you also have the story Hell South, The Wagon to Disaster. Right. My website is simply... Um www.aaronbeam.net and it's A-A-R-O-N-B-E-A-M and if you go there you can uh, get a lot of information about me I'm also I tell people I'm very Googleable you can Google me and uh, learn a lot about me but um, if you're anybody listening wants to have an epic speaker come speak at their company uh, that's what I do these days and when will you be speaking at LSU real quick I'm going to have to check my calendar. I'll get back with you on that. I think it's sure. like March the 10th or something like that. But I'll, I'll okay. get an exact date and let you know in what time Absolutely. I'm speaking and what class. Sounds great. Aaron Beam, Catholic speaker, Catholic business speaker. Thank you so much. Uh, Hell South, the wagon to disaster, but he also focuses on his conversion to the church. He has a powerful story. Aaron, we're going to have you back on again. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me, and I look forward to coming back. Thank you a lot. Absolutely. I did post his website in the comment section for today's Facebook Live video. That's Wake Up Thursday. If you want more information about Aaron, feel free to message us. We will get that information to you. Sister Marjorie Aber joins us. She'll give us an update on what Catholic Charities and the Archdiocese of New Orleans is doing for the month of February. And it's a lot of stuff, a lot of great stuff. So stay with us. It's half past the hour on Wake Up. Welcome back to Wake Up, Gabby Smith, Damian Colato, and now our guest, Sister Marjorie A. Bear, President and CEO of Catholic Charities in the Archdiocese of New Orleans. Always good to have her and get an update on what's going on in and around the city. Good morning, Sister. How's life at Catholic Charities? Good morning, Damian. Couldn't be better today at Catholic Charities. It's the best day we have before us. All right. I love hearing that. So we know there's a lot of faith in action day in and day out. Uh, but let's let's talk a little bit about time, talent, and treasures. How are you guys being supported these days? And are there any things that are taking place in the near future where you could raise some funds to help do all the actions and support for those in need in, in the Crescent City? Yes, we have great opportunity for anyone who wants to be a part of helping. We have room for you, for your, for your time, your talent, and your treasure. And especially this coming weekend in all of our parish churches, 
we have a second collection happening at all the masses um, uh, on the weekend, excuse me, not this weekend, the weekend of February 25th and 26th, right after Mardi Gras. And with, the, with everyone helping us, we can do more to provide for all of the programs that serve those in most need in the city. So there's always an opportunity for giving of your treasure at that. But we also have opportunities for volunteers who wish to join us in serving others. That's for sure. And, you know, we hear about Catholic Charities. That's the, the, the umbrella, so to speak. But under that umbrella are a lot of different programs, sister. And uh, why don't we chat and, and talk a little bit about some of the key ones uh, that, that a lot of people may not know about. One in particular is the uh, independent living as well as uh, the cornerstone services that are provided by Catholic Charities. Yes, our, our Sierra Independent Living helps us to house and assist 33 individuals that would otherwise be homeless because of their physical or mental disability and issues. Uh, so it's an opportunity to help uh, establish their independence. Also, in our Cornerstone Services, this gives us the opportunity to help those who are released from prison to re-enter into the community and we have a very good success rate of, of really, and we boast of this, 97% of those we help do not return to prison. Wow. This is quite an accomplishment. You're not kidding Along me. with that. Well, I, I was going to say, uh, do you work with the state in regards to that? And, and if so, they need to take your program and, and make it their model because that's, that's a phenomenal percentage. Yes, it, uh, this is a, a, a funding that comes through the civil parishes. And in particular, right now, we have a grant through uh, Jefferson Parish. So the state is a part of it, but we work with the local parishes. Um, and it's, it's a very rewarding statistic that we boast of happily. You know, in addition to that, we, we're pleased and we've helped over 400 individuals in our counseling solutions programs. And this is offered in uh, several of the civil parishes. And again, it's helping individuals with mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Along with that, we provide additional counseling for nearly 50 residents of our Sacred Heart community. Uh, most of these or veterans, and we're very pleased to help them. And we have something for our children as well. Over 200 students really? are, uh, receive services in our school-based counseling programs. Wow. Okay. Is, is that public schools as well or strictly the Catholic schools? No, it, it's public schools and uh, especially. Okay. Our, our counterparts um, in Catholic counseling services offer in particular it's an outreach in our catholic schools and catholic community so there, there's a lot out there to help our students in counseling to help parents mm -hmm. help our, our children and well, and finally um our therapeutic foster care 
at the present time, we have 12 children in, enrolled in foster care. We wish there could be more, but we need more parents who are willing to be foster parents, and then we could increase the number of children. You know, all those services that you just mentioned, a lot of them deal with either the homeless or those dealing with mental uh, issues and, and, and uh, illnesses. How is it that you guys can be so successful with that, and yet there's others who seem to not – they throw money at it day in and day out, and nothing seems to happen? You know where I'm coming from? Yes, I would have to say – it's the commitment that we have in Catholic Charities to mm-hmm. help the vulnerable. And it's more than just a job. It's a, it's a mission. It's a purpose. It's um, what Jesus calls us to do in the gospel. And I'm going to put it all there. It's faith in action. Faith in action, you bet. And uh, that's kind of like the motto you guys live by. Uh, in regards to that, and... A lot of the those who help through Catholic Charities, is it primarily volunteers? And if it is, how do people get involved? Uh, and I, I'm talking about not just uh, your regular lay people, but, but there are executives that I, I think are seeing the light, so to speak. I'm talking about doctors, nurses, uh, those who are in the me- medical field that deal with mental uh, illness. How do they get to be a part of Catholic Charities, even if it's just a few hours a month? Well, we do have a strong volunteer program, and we rely on our volunteers greatly to help us. Uh, they assist the, the more than 450 employees that we have to carry out the duties and responsibilities of Catholic Charities. Um, and we, we have many job openings for individuals who are looking for employment or, or really through our volunteer program to volunteer. <clears throat> and, and all information about all these opportunities for employment or volunteering can be found on our website, www.ccano.org. And we, we invite all our listeners to uh, find us on social media as well as call into our offices. Sister, we got one minute left. Ash Wednesday, just around the corner. Uh, what would you like to say uh, to our listeners uh, as we approach the Lenten season? I, I really urge all the listeners, think about giving rather than giving up. Give of yourselves through your time, your treasure, your talent. Uh, uh, That would be a great benefit to you and to our church, and give thanks to God. That's awesome. Give rather than give up. Yeah, give of yourself rather than than, uh, just give up something. I love that. And again, if they do want to give or want to learn more, give us that website one more time. www.com. C-C-A-N-O.org. All right. Sister Marjorie Bear, CEO and Catholic Charities, Archdiocese of New Orleans, always glad to have you. You have a blessed Lenten season, and we'll be talking to you in March, okay? And you also, Damien. God bless you. God bless.
Okay. She's always a pleasure to speak with. Yes. And uh, it's just everything's from the heart. It's mm-hmm. like like the female version of Christ, and Christ could yeah. be female. I know. Don't. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. But but it, it when when I, I talk to mean. her or, or listen to her, I just I think of Jesus automatically. Oh. She, she's yeah. a beautiful person. All right. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. And uh, hopefully you will help out Catholic charities in the archdiocese. In the meantime, we have Clara Davison coming your way here on Wake Up. It is 48 past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth this morning on Wake Up. I'm Gabby Smith along with Damian Collado. Our next guest is Clara Davison. Clara is a manager of online programming with Holy Heroes. I am a big fan of Holy Heroes. And today we're talking about the Lenten Adventure for Kids. Clara, thank you so much for joining us again on Wake Up. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about Lenten Adventure. Well, this is a free, fun-filled activity, array of activities for kids uh, during the season of Lent. So take us through this and how we can better explain exactly what Lent is for even the youngest of our kids uh, and get them involved. Absolutely. So Lenten Adventure, like you said, is an online program that has daily activities, videos, audio links crafts, and so much more for kids ages 4 to 12. So there are a range of activities included in the program. We're trying to hit a lot of different comprehension and interest levels. So there are a lot of activities because we're trying to address kids 4 to 12. Um, This is a free Mm -hmm. program. So folks just sign up for Lenten Adventure, and then every day in Lent, they'll get an email with all of these resources. Um, We have things like videos for each Sunday gospel so your kids can prepare for the Sunday Mass. We have a coloring download that talks about prayer, fasting, and almsgiving to kind of explain those three pillars of Lent to kids. It also has examples for what they can do today, um, because often those examples can seem like something only adults can do, but it is Mm. definitely something that kids can do as well. So all of those activities together, we just hope, are an easy and fun way for kids to prepare their hearts and minds for Easter throughout Lent. I love that. And I especially love that you also have guides for kids during Mass, because if anything is different during Mass, <laughs> it's during Lent, uh, especially as yeah. we approach Easter and really go through the Triduum. So take us through where parents can go and download these resources, because we're less than a week away from Ash Wednesday. Yes, it is coming up very quickly. So it's super easy to sign up for Lenten Adventure and all of the activities and resources. You just go to LentonAdventure.com, and there'll be a sign-up box right there. You just type your email in, and you will be all set to receive the first email beginning on Ash Wednesday. I think this is perfect for the uh, homeschool parents, also those in Catholic schools and public schools as well, because this is something that we can do together, or you can do together as a family. You guys are already thinking about what we're going to do as a family uh, for Lent this year, but I love the coloring pages. So Clara, what was the inspiration behind this, and how did you come up with the videos, the step-by-step guides, there's quizzes, coloring pages? How did you accumulate all of this? So this is our 15th or 16th year running this program. So we've been around for a very long time. Um, So we've amassed, you know, a whole library of resources over the years. 
Um, and this was really our family project. Um, my parents and my seven siblings and I created these resources, filmed the videos. Um, eventually, over the years, we added some artists and other um, people to kind of help build out the library with skills that, you know, you don't have when you're 11, 12, 13 years old. Um, so it's really fun coming back as a, an adult to run the online programs for Holy Heroes because, I mean, this is my family's home videos in a sense. Like mm -hmm. these are my siblings and I growing up and showing other kids how to live out the liturgical year during Lent. I love this. So now the first thing that I think about is, wow, that's a lot of ink to use if we're printing every day or that's a lot of paper. <laughs> but you can also, there's, there's another option we have. Yes. So that was kind of feedback that we received over the years. You know, folks either didn't have printers or ink is expensive. Um, so you can actually buy all the activities already printed out in a nice little activity book on our website, holyheroes.com. Um, and you can buy Lenten Adventure Activity Books for just one for your family, one for every kiddo in the family, um, and save your ink and, you know, all that time trying to print all those activities out. What have you learned, especially with the older kids? I'm thinking of the 12-year-olds uh, who are doing this, and they're really getting to an age or, or have been at an age where they're starting to understand uh, maybe liturgical years, if they're familiar with that, uh, are the, the liturgical year, and especially the uniqueness of Lent and sacrifice. So how do you cater different age groups, especially, I think, the older ones? One of the things that we found the older kids really love um, is the Stations of the Cross during Lent. Um, so we have created an audio Stations of the Cross devotional that is complete with background music, with sound effects, um, narrated beautifully, beautiful reflections. Um, and we include those in the daily activities, just one single Station of the Cross every day. So you go through the entire Stations of the Cross a few times throughout Lent, and this we have found meaningful to everyone in the family, but it really does a great job of capturing, you know, those later elementary, early middle school years, um, mm -hmm. because it is really meaningful, and it's more than just, you know, going to church and looking at a single image and just kind of saying these prayers. This is an entire experience with a soundtrack and sound effects, and you hear what it would have sounded like to walk the Stations of the Cross alongside Jesus. I love that. And I love the interaction, especially these days when we're putting, you know, headphones in our ears and we're listening on the go constantly. I think that's perfect. So Clara, where can we go one more time to maybe purchase the booklet or get, uh, you know, updates or information about the Lenten adventure so we can be ready for the first day? So all you need to do is go to LentonAdventure.com to sign up for that free daily program. And if you want any other additional resources, you know, the Lenten Adventure Activity Books, our Station of the Cross booklets, and our coloring books, anything like that, you can go to HolyHeroes.com and find all of it there. All right. Clara Davison, Manager of Online Programming with Holy Heroes. Thank you so much, Clara, for being with us today. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And I know I'm kind of thinking ahead here, you guys, but as a mom, I'm always thinking ahead, especially when it comes to Easter baskets. But Holy Heroes has some good 
Easter basket stuff that you can probably text the Easter bunny and tell him, hey, these are some great ideas. That's what I do. So definitely check that out. Uh, But real quick, if you have fish fries happening in your area, Knights of Columbus Councils, you know, Lenten Parish Missions, anything that has to do with Lent, send them our way at ccmedia.live. Click on events and news and then click on submit your event and we will post them on our website. We get them a lot this time of year and we will post them for every Friday, every other Friday, whatever it is, that flyer, any kind of event, you can send it to us for free. Or you can definitely check out our calendar right now because it's being filled, especially for the month of March. You can check out and see which fish fry is around you, parish mission or anything like that. So definitely check out our website at ccmedia.live. Yep, that sounds great. Well, great show. You ready to wrap up the day? Yes. At least our morning. Uh, Still got a long way to go for the day. Uh, But let's do that with prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, I acknowledge you as my first being and my last and my creator and redeemer, my sanctification and my consummation, my God and my all. I thank you for your lavish gifts to me to the whole human race, and to all creation. We ask this through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll catch you back here tomorrow at 7 a.m. Central Time. We have events in our listening area we will give you details about. Eric Sammons joins us to talk about his new book, Who Do You Say I Am? Jeff Young, the Catholic foodie, joins us. And we love Terry Dixon from the Diocese of Biloxi. He'll be giving us an update of what you'll find in this week's Gulf Pine Catholic newspaper. Have a wonderful Thursday. God bless. is a production of Catholic Community Media.